Business in the Okanagan Matters. This is Law Talk with lawyers Clay Williams and Tanvir Gill from FH&P Lawyers, LLP. They talk business and take your questions at podcast at fhplawyers.com. Now, here's Clay Williams. Welcome to another edition of FHMP Lawyers Law Talk, where we talk about really, really interesting topics that to touch upon the legal profession. Mm-hmm. I'm Clay Williams. I'm a partner here at FHMP Lawyers, and with me is Tanvir Gill, as per usual. How are you? Good. How are you? Well, you know, I'm okay. I'm, I'm going still on, here. I'm still on this side of the dirt. I'm mentally not here. I'm going on vacation next week, so I'm at that point where I'm ready to go on vacation but also super stressed. So if you ask me, ask me again how I'm doing, I might cry. Okay, how are you doing? (laughs) Don't don't ask me how I'm doing. (laughs) The stress is setting in and I'm internally freaking out a lot. Well, I'm wondering if I picked the right topic then because uh, (laughs) so so we usually talk about happy things here on FHMP's Law Talk, but uh, I've picked a topic that might not be as happy. I know. uh, Well, it's topical because, you know, we love our very current topics, but... It's topical with the rising interest rates. Guess what we're talking about? Yeah, the the topic today is foreclosures, and uh, you know, <laughs> I, like, I, da, 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 music. I, I I do think that uh, we are uh, things are slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we're in Kelowna, and, and there's there's construction cranes everywhere. But you know, those projects uh, were started a long time ago, and I I do think we are headed into a slowdown. Oh yeah, I, haven't you had realtors ask you like, hey? How do you know when houses are going to come up for foreclosure? Can you get me the in? And I'm like, <laughs> well, you, you, you go you to know, court on. Well, <laughs> chambers. you can get it for there, there are there are realtors that that do monitor that and have a foreclosure list. Actually, yep, so, they do. Uh, yep. So anyway, that's not be, me though. I don't. Be have one a of list. those things that, that we can talk about uh, because there are sure are a lot of, of purchasers that are, are interested in bidding on and how to do that. But but you know what I wanted to start on was just the concept of a mortgage. You know, I know that's something that you do every day over and over is uh, is prepare mortgages for. Yep. for you know, the uh, the purchases that you do. Yep. So we have the basic mortgages that most of our listeners are going to be comfortable with and understand. Like you walk into a CIBC or an RBC or a TD and you get a mortgage to buy a house. Then there's also private lender mortgages. So if you don't qualify for one of the top A banks or a B lender, there's private options. There's also things like mortgages where we have vendor take back mortgages. So you've bought, you know, property or possibly a business and the vendor's loaning you money by way of a vendor take back mortgage. What else? I also have parents that actually help their kids into a property and then um, they put a mortgage over the property to secure how they've assisted. So. I, I think I think that that last part is one of the things I wanted to to stress is how useful a mortgage is. Yeah. Uh, so what, what really what is a mortgage? Uh, you know, a mortgage is a charge on title to land to secure payment of a debt or performance of an obligation. Yeah. So, you know, I think that maybe a lot of our listeners might not appreciate that there is a difference between a loan and a mortgage. And the, and the mortgage yeah. is a security. Yeah, the difference is the security. So if I loan money to you and you just don't pay me, um, and I have an unsecured loan to you, then it's harder for me to recover. If I loan you money to buy a house or if I loan you money period and I have security over your house then there's a way for me to recover which is the whole foreclosure proceedings that we're going to talk about. Yeah so so mortgage is what we call the term for security in land 
And uh, really, it's, it's just a charge that's put on title to secure that loan. Uh, so if you don't meet the terms of the loan, like Tanvir says, uh, a lender can exercise its, its security in what we call foreclose, which means to execute on, on the security, uh, which is the mortgage. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you said something that I thought was really uh, topical. Amazing? Oh, well, topical. I was trying, I was trying not, not to say amazing, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> and that is... Um, they're used in so many contexts and you know people are loaning money borrowing money all the time and I think they're very often there's a real opportunity missed to secure that with a a mortgage um, you know lo- so many people own houses lots you know condos if you're going to lend somebody a sum of money a substantial sum of money I mean you know not it's got to be a certain a certain threshold, uh, you can secure it. Uh, and uh, boy, uh, that means you're going to get paid as long as there's equity in the property. Whereas, like you say, without doing that... Unsecured, yeah. It's unsecured. You go to court, and then you have to go and try and collect it. So, uh, yep. yeah, and, and you also said, you know, parents lending money to their children. That is a great example. And uh, why that isn't done more, I... I don't know. Yeah, especially because things change, circumstances change, uh, relationships change. So loaning money for something like a house where you may or may not know what the future holds, it's very important to think it all the way through. Um, So we have a lot of people that come in and initially they say, yeah, I'm okay to just loan this money. That's no problem. I don't need any security because I trust this borrower. And then I really get into like, what about this? What about this? And then like, okay, draft me up a mortgage. I don't trust this person anymore. Yeah, or, or you might very well trust your daughter, but what about the new boyfriend the partner, that you're yeah. living with? You yeah. know, so I, I think that that's a, that's exactly right. I mean, why not treat it as a business loan right up front, and uh, then you're going to get probably going to get paid. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, lots of uses for a mortgage, and uh, but uh, look, if you, what happens, if you don't pay the loan that is secured by a, a mortgage. Well, that's uh, that's the foreclosure process. Yeah, and so there's a lot of misconceptions around how the foreclosure process works. Because I had somebody ask me why they were looking to buy a commercial property and um, it was very clear that the seller was defaulting, uh, but, but there was a mortgage on title. And so my client said, why can't we just walk into the bank and talk to the bank? Because it's so obvious that they're defaulting, they have to sell. Um, so I had to explain to them that, no, you can't just go into whatever lender they have and demand that they transfer the mortgage over and sell it. Not how it works. Maybe it used to work that way. Uh, Possibly. In the old, in and the I old think days. it works in maybe different countries because this person was from a different country. So like, well, where I'm from, this is how you would start the proceeding or start the process. And I was like, well... Oh, sure. In the old days, uh, you would take your title. So if uh, somebody was, you're going to go borrow money from somebody and they want it secured by a mortgage, you would give them the title to your property and you would only get the title back if you paid it. But that's not the way it works anymore. Now it's a very, it's a court supervised process yeah. designed to make sure that the uh, the value of the property is realized. Uh, and, and that's fair to everybody yeah so, very, so but that, that that was the way it worked here and there's you yeah. know remember in 
Moscow, the stories of people riding, they're galloping their horses furiously, trying to pay the uh, the, the evil uh, uh, mortgage holder, and oh no, it didn't make it by midnight, and so they lost their property. You know? um, so. No, I think by the time I started law school, there's more like recent cases from the 90s that we had to look at, so there was no galloping on horses. Get, people, racing furiously. People got in their CRV. Honda CRV and drove to their lawyer's office. So they, I have they were no racing idea furiously. I remember the, the use of the word furiously. They were furiously racing their horses, <laughs> trying to pay it back. But that's not the way it works nowadays. <laughs> so if you don't pay, or and I and I guess I, I should back up here, if you don't meet one of the terms of the mortgage, because usually it's not paying. Yeah, uh, but in, it could be something else. It could be something else. But, like you know, second if, if, mortgage. If if one of if you have a like for example, the most common Scotia collateral mortgage, you can't put a second behind it. So if you have gone and done that, and Scotia is not okay with it, they can call your mortgage or tell you you're in default. Correct your default, or they will make a demand. Yeah, and that's that's a good point. You you usually do need to get permission of the uh, of the bank or credit union whoever's got. The, also, if the, you took out a normal mortgage and then decided to reconstruct your house, you can't do that. That is also a default. Or there, you just chose to stop defaults. paying your property taxes. Or what chose about what to, about uh, cooking meth in your bathtub? Yeah, that would be a great default. Yes, that would the banks would not like that. No, would they? I don't so. think your neighbors would like that either. But you're right. There's many, many other reasons that you might go into default, and usually it has to do with um, not uh, maintaining the security. So the house burns down, you don't rebuild it, lead builders leave, and all that stuff like that. So, but usually it's not paying. It's not paying. So, so the process is started by uh, the bank, the lending institution, sending a demand letter. Yeah. And, and you, you just have to do that. And uh, the reason for that is uh, sometimes it's right in the terms of the mortgage, but even if it's not, there are statutes that prescribe a certain period of time. And uh, that period of time is you know, 10 to 15 days. To so, fix your default. Yeah, to fix before they can start a court process. Yeah. So let's say somebody has gotten a letter. They haven't paid their mortgage for a year. The court has sent, or sorry, the lender has sent them the letter saying you need to fix your breach and they haven't done that what would be the next step yeah so the demand letter and the demand letter will say we are accelerating uh, all of the payments and now this is what's due mm -hmm. and if you don't pay this plus some legal costs or by a certain date and usually that date is you know 10 or 15 days down the road that after service then we're going to commence foreclosure proceedings now i just wanted to make a point though uh to uh, you know it's still possible to deal with the bank at that point yeah even if you've got this letter you know i don't know how many times i've had people they ignore the letter yeah and uh, that's a missed opportunity sometimes yep i've had a client get a letter it was commercial but same thing bank gave them a letter said we're not continuing on with you um for whatever reason but i think you were able to get them six months to figure out a new lender that's that's right. So you can, you know, if if you approach the bank at that point, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you can, um, you can still fix it. And what the bank will want at that point, if they want to carry on with the relationship, is they want you to pay the arrears and, uh, and, costs. and some costs, but, uh, but don't ignore that, I guess yeah. is the point. Yeah. So uh, you do ignore that or there's nothing you can do. Uh, so you, uh, you, so, so they move on to the next part of the process. The next part of the process is that they are going to serve you with a petition 
and a petition is just an application, uh, a lawyer word is an application to the court. They're going to ask you for a petition for something called an order nisi. What is an order nisi? Well, you know, it's a uh, an order for a bundle of different orders, and uh, you know, it's an it's uh, for a declaration that the mortgage is in default, the uh, how much money is actually owing, uh, personal judgment, and it'll set something called a term of redemption, mm-hmm. and that's something that uh, a lot of people I, I talk to aren't aware of. Yeah. So the term of redemption is supposed to allow the borrower who's in default time to fix their default so even if a demand letter said correct your default you are supposed to be provided with something through this order Um, at the same time lenders don't have to go in and ask for uh, set you know 14 days or a month they can ask for a one-day redemption if there's been multiple demands there's no payment there's pretty obviously going to be no uh, payment back by the borrower. You can ask for a one-day or very, very short redemption. Yeah, the usual order is six months. Six months, yeah. Six months when there's equity in the property. So, you know, and, and that means that even, you know, even if you're not paying, you know, all those payments are accumulating, but there's enough equity yeah. that it's not harming the lender. And the people that are there aren't doing something stupid like ripping out the wires in the house or you know doing something to affect their security. Yeah. Then the usual order is six months. And that is the time that the owners have to try and sell that property or refinance and pay them back. Yeah. So hopefully, again, you know, person takes that seriously. Yeah. Uh, Versus like a house that's empty, no one's taking care of it, middle of winter, damage. You don't need to have six months. Yeah, you don't want to leave the, yeah. the door open and go to Alberta, you know. No. So, uh, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, there are things even then that, that can be done. So while there may be a six-month term of redemption, uh, sometimes we can get that extended. If there's yeah. a lot of equity, if a person is really trying hard to sell the house, a bank might might agree to, to let it continue for, for a period of time. Yeah. If it hasn't been sold during the term of redemption or uh, refinanced, Mm -hmm. because very often people are able to refinance. And like you talked about, there's a lot of different lenders out there and you might not be able to get a an A-list bank or credit union, but uh, maybe somebody will lend you the money, even if it's at a higher interest rate, then the uh, the lender can apply to the court for a um, for conduct of sale meaning they get to sell the property on behalf of the registered owner. Yeah, exactly right. Really, all I, they do I used to do this. Now I can't really remember well, it that, well. They, that well, well. <laughs> all, all the le- well, well, that's because it hasn't really, Come there up, hasn't been yeah. a lot of it, no. you know? Like the so. last time I touched any type of petition like this or asked the court for order nice, I was like 2019. Wow, that, that <laughs> is a I only had to do time. it once. <laughs> Well, and interestingly, there, there isn't as much, I think, yet yeah. as people thought there might be with interest rates, you know, going up and people reaching the tipping points in their mortgages and payments increasing. There still hasn't been, been a lot of this, but, yeah. but I think it is coming. So. Oh, I think so. But anyway, so now the, the lenders got this order uh, for conduct of sale. And what that means is that they hire their own realtor yep. and they, the realtor has their own marketing plan and, yep. uh, and they try and sell it. Yep. And then with basic contracts and we have t- situations like this where the bank's been uh, given conduct of sale, we have uh, basic schedules that we attach to the contracts, which most realtors will know. And it'll have language discussing the fact that it's a sale through conduct of sale. 
Yeah, no, no real representations or, or warranties at all. Yeah, and that's because at that point, the bank is technically the seller, so they won't want to make reps and warranties because they're not able to do that for a, for a new buyer. Now, what's fun about that process is, well, first of all, the, the bank's only going to, or the, you know, whoever the lender is, is only going to accept that offer if it's within a reasonable range of yeah. what they've got and an opinion of what it's worth. So they yeah. can't just say, Mary well, jo, Mary hey, Joe owed $100,000 <laughs> and you didn't pay, the property's worth uh, a million, I'll take $100,000. No. They can't do that because they have to go back to court and they have to show the court that that's a fair price. And if the court doesn't agree or, and, and again, we can help sometimes, we can go to court and say, uh, 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 no, that's not fair, that's too low, you need to keep listing that. And we can be successful with that if, if that's the case. If it's totally an offside offer, yeah. Okay, so now the last thing I wanna talk about though is that even if the bank has has sold it and so you so you're the purchaser you've got a contract to purchase and sale mm -hmm. that doesn't mean you're going to get the property no nope. and this is the the process that i get questions about all the time this is where all the realtors and you know buyers oh, looking fun. for a good deal want to know how do we get in on this well it's it's fun and uh, so what'll happen is that the lender has to go back to court and get the court to approve the sale and at that point anybody can jump in and make another offer yep i've seen this as well back in 2019 <laughs> well that's how i bought my house oh really yeah i oh. bought it out of foreclosure and and the interesting part is you know what the accepted offer was so you know you have out. to beat it yeah so but you don't know what everybody else is offering yeah because they'll all come in and hand it in yeah, in the old days, it used to be, you know, every, people would show up in court and all the realtors would be there with their sealed bids. And yeah. uh, then, you know, the, the lawyer would take them out and open them up and hand them up to the court. See, you walk into this when you say in the old days. It's not my fault that I make fun of you. Well, you know, what I was days. going to get at was COVID changed those rules a little <laughs> bit. But hopefully we'll get back to those things. <laughs> so anyway, that's a lot of fun, too. can make a, uh, an offer um, and uh, rate, rate in court. So Obviously with most podcasts that we do, we're giving a very aerial idea of how this entire process works. So if we have borrowers who are potentially defaulting or have received this demand letter, uh, we're, we're here to help, but also lenders for those who have given a mortgage and they aren't seeing any type of payment and don't know what the next step is, let us know. Yeah. And there's a lot of those mortgages out there for, uh, you know, uh, naughty children who don't pay back and, you know, uh, relatives, <laughs> things like that. So, yeah, we're here to help. FHMP lawyers are rooted in community and ready to help. Send your business law questions to podcast at fhplawyers.com.